I've confronted hundreds of men over two decades. I have been in television for 24 years. I just came to get something to eat. And I have very seldom been at a loss for words. I just came to get something to eat. Men online looking for children to sexually assault. What's the motive here? It's, Explain it to me. I'm no, you're right. No, you're right. It's stupid. It's, it's not. It's an no. illegal thing. Yeah, I know. I did a stupid thing. Men from all walks of life. A doctor. A teacher. A clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble. And I know it. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. Who's who we have tonight? Uh, I, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. And ultimately, make sure they face justice. You ask her if she's a virgin. I ask everybody all kinds of stuff. It's just talk. You ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. question. Who are they? Have they tried to prey on other children? And where are they now? These are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen. Among the things that haunt me about the predators I've caught are in this order. How many other times have they offended? Can they stop themselves from reoffending? And two, how many guys are out there who may have thought about coming up to our stinghouse and for whatever reason decide at the last minute not to do it, but then show up later? where there is a teenage boy or girl and a crime is committed. There's no way of knowing the answers to the questions that haunt me. But later in this episode, I'm going to share with you a letter from a listener who addresses some of those very haunting questions. And it's the first time I've ever received a letter quite like this. And he goes into great detail, and I'll read the letter. We'll talk about it at the end of this episode. But it is fitting that this particular person reached out to share his struggle, trying not to offend, trying not to meet a child in person for sex because of his attraction. And it goes into great detail about what he does to prevent himself from doing that. And he's in, like so many of the predators I've caught, a real relationship. In this case, with a woman. But unlike the man we'll hear from in a little bit, Stephen Bedhoff does not try to control his drive, his urges to have sex with a child. He just goes for it. Benoff, at the time we first met, was 54 years old. And he was a teacher in a Washington, D.C. suburb 
That's right, a teacher. And not only was he a teacher, he was a special education teacher. Had been with the same school for years. Now, it should be noted that there were no issues, apparently, at school. No questions of impropriety with students. But imagine a guy, and we'll get into all the details here, and you may remember Stephen Benoff. But imagine a guy who's capable of doing what he did, having the online chat with someone he thought was a 13-year-old boy. Graphic. Sexually explicit. Somebody like that who taught the most vulnerable of children in our society. Special education students. He helps them through the day. He helps them formulate their thoughts. He teaches them. He has control over them for a certain portion of the school day. Almost absolute. I shudder to think what may have happened, or at least what could have happened. Benoff, you may recall, walked into our sting house wearing khaki shorts and a t-shirt. And the reason why you may remember some of this is because when South Park did the To Catch a Predator parody, they had a character walk in with the exact hairline virtually the exact glasses wearing the same outfit. So they must have used that particular investigation outside of Washington, D.C. as an inspiration for the parody. The chat does not go on for very long by predator-catching standards. Remember, this was the second of our investigations. And the last one without directly collaborating with law enforcement. Now, Benoff was prosecuted, like so many of the others in this particular investigation. Benoff and Rabbi David Kay were actually investigated by the FBI and prosecuted federally. And there's some irony there. I'll get to that in a little bit. Benoff was chatting with a perverted justice decoy. Perverted justice, of course, the online watchdog group with which we collaborated for so many of our investigations. He was using the name Crazy for the Nats. Big baseball fan, apparently. Nats referring to the Washington Nationals baseball team. A special education teacher. Remember that as we talk about this case. He said things like, after I fuck your ass, will you suck me real good till I come? A special education teacher. Now, remember, there were a lot of prominent people who surfaced in this investigation. Benoff, the teacher. We had a doctor. We had the rabbi. We had a military intelligence officer. All kinds of people. But Benoff was among the most graphic. He sent some pictures. He's married, by the way. And he talks about this in the chat. About how his 
wife doesn't understand that he likes boys. Crazy for the Nats. Hello. Hi, says the perverted justice decoy posing as a 13-year-old boy. Sissy boy, sissy 13. Now, the profile being used by the perverted justice decoy is that of a teenager struggling with his sexual identity. Not so much struggling, but knowing that he's gay, knowing that he's effeminate and trying to find some sort of affirmation, some sort of support. Support that he's not getting from his dad, who doesn't understand. What are you looking for? A daddy boyfriend, he says. Crazy for the Nats. Cool, I'm 48, though. Is that too old for you? No, I'm 13. Are you rich? 23, he asks. Now, this goes back and forth and continues up until the point when Benoff walks into the sting house. He claims that sissy boy, sissy 13, Brandon, is the name the decoy uses, is 23. Now, we know that because they go back and forth right at the beginning of the conversation. No, I'm 13. Are you rich? 23? 13, the decoy says. Not rich, but not poor either. Will you buy me girl clothes, says the decoy. Wasn't sure, he says, because your profile says you're 13. I am. 13 or 23? 13, like my profile says. Okay. Okay, so now we get it. He understands clearly from the chat that he's 13. Where are you? Herned it. What do you look like? I got a pick, but I hate it. I look like a boy in it. Can I see? Trade? Sure. Send to receive. They trade photos. Benoff sends some of him in a t-shirt. He's big on t-shirts, apparently. Liked your pick, he says. You look like a cute guy. Bet you're an even cuter girl. Now he's playing upon this notion that the decoy has about dressing up like a girl. He's going to exploit it, take advantage of it. It turns him on. It's okay. I don't like baseball or sports. Cool, just curious. How old was your old boyfriend? 42, says the decoy. What do you like to do with your daddy boyfriend? I like to put on nylons and dress and do what he tells me, says the decoy. The bait's set. He got a real son now and dumped me. Like what? Says Benoff. I was crying lots when he did, but I'm okay now. Damn, that wasn't nice of him. No, but his son he adopted is 11, like I was when we met. He said I was too old now. I think you typed 11, but it does look like 22 on my screen. Yeah, 11. He's playing the game again. So what do you do with your daddy? I dress up and he fucked me or I suck him or what he tells me. You like getting fucked in the ass? Whoa, says Benoff. If you love me, I will, says the decoy. It doesn't hurt, question mark? It did when I was younger, but not no more, says sissy boy, sissy 13. Are you a good cocksucker boy? Ugh. I think so, says the decoy. Did you really play baseball? The decoy asks. Sure did for two years in the minor leagues. North Carolina. Boy, he's a real jock, isn't he? I suck at that stuff, says the decoy. It's okay as long as you're good at sucking other stuff, lol. He knows he's talking to 
or he has every reason to believe he's talking to a 13-year-old boy. This guy's a teacher, a special ed teacher, and he's using everything he's got to give this kid the high hard one. Pardon the baseball reference. More about this predator I've caught in a moment. I love to hug and cuddle with my boyfriend. Do you like that? Yeah, says the decoy. And would be happy to buy you some girl clothes to wear with me. Really? Now he's going to act out this whole fantasy. But I'm married, so we would have to be very discreet, if you know what I mean. To a woman? Asks the decoy. Yep, but no kids. So how we be boyfriends? Asks the decoy. She doesn't know I like guys. It would have to be while she's at work or at your place. Mm. My dad works in D.C., says the decoy, and is, like, always at work. Do you work? I do, but I'm off work until August 15th, live in D.C., work in Maryland. Maryland is where he was a special ed teacher. What do you do? Can't you tell from the peg? No. LOL, look closely. You're a teacher? Good boy. He even lets that out. What do you teach? Would rather not say. Gee, I wonder why. It's not Jim, is it? Asks the decoy. But school starts again on August 15th, lol. No, it's not Jim. Decoy says, I hate Jim. I'm Mark, by the way. Mark is his middle name. Stephen Mark Benall. I'm Brandon, says the decoy. Do you have to take showers in your gym class? I don't, because I got beat up lots. Shit, says Benoff. No wonder you hate Jim. Now I just do study hall and no gym. What, do the boys know you're gay or do they see you looking at their hard cocks? Asks the special education teacher Benoff. Just wondering. I was the only one who got hard all the time. Oh, I see. They're just jealous. So this continues into another day. More sexually explicit chat. The boy, again, reiterating that his father is away a lot. And Benoff wants to make sure that the dad's not going to be anywhere nearby. After I fuck your ass, will you suck me real good till I come? I do what you say. Cool. Do you have condoms there? I just want nylon, says the decoy. The decoy asks, what time? So I'm in bed, waiting, naked. No, I don't fuck anyone without condoms, says Benoff. So I'll bring them. Oh, you'll bring them. K and nylons? Yep. So what does that mean? What? Read above line. I don't get it. What time wins do I get in bed naked, waiting? They talk about their dreams. The decoy says, like the man that loves me comes in and just like comes to my room and tells me what to do. That I know it's real. I do not understand what you're saying. So this goes back and forth and basically the decoy posing as the 13-year-old talks about what he says is his fantasy. So the chat doesn't go on for much longer, but Benov drives from his home in D.C. to Herndon, Virginia. I was so excited when the phone rang. Where are you? Oh, okay. I just, I need to get my new shorts off. Okay. Do you bring everything? I told you I couldn't find a store. No, other than that. Oh, yeah. 
Dell of perverted justice is posing as the 13-year-old boy, and she's in the next room, just up the stairs. Invites Ben off in and says, just sit at the counter. How are you? Hi, how are you? Good. Got a seat over here, please. Sure. What's going on? I don't know. I'm here to see Brandon. What's up? Good, sir. Yeah. What are you doing here? Well, you invited me over to see him. Who invited you over? Brandon. Brandon. And how old is Brandon? I don't know. Twenties, I think. Twenties. Yeah. Twenties. Mm-hmm. Who are you? What age did Brandon tell you he was? Twenty twenty-three, I believe. You wanna try again? No, he said he was twenty-three. Now, Ben Hoff tries to convince me that he thought the person he was trying to see was 23. He says he was invited over. But we know that's not right because we have the transcripts. What's the problem? I have the transcript. That's what the problem is. Brandon said he was 13. 13? 13. No, no, we didn't. You are crazy for the Nats? Yeah. Meaning the baseball team? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you looking for? A daddy boyfriend. Cool. I'm 48, though. Is that too old for you? You look like a cute guy, but you're an even cuter girl. You like getting in the I asked him about the graphic nature of his online discussion with somebody who clearly said they were 13. Do you do this sort of thing all the time? No. So this is the first time? Mm-hmm. You know, I hear a lot of that. Yeah, well, it's true. It's kind of hard to believe. Mm-hmm. You say it doesn't hurt. And then you go on to talk about oral sex, anal sex, and all the different things that you'd like to do with him. What are you doing here? I obviously made a big mistake. Obviously made a big mistake. And he admits what he does for a living. Mm-hmm. What do you do for a living? I teach school. You teach school? Mm-hmm. What classes do you teach? Special education. So you're a special education teacher? But he really said he was 23. I'm looking at the transcript, so yeah, it's best not to lie, okay? Just tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. You knew he was 13. And it should come as no surprise that Benoff actually brought the condoms. I asked him to put them on the kitchen counter, which he did. He asks you to get uh, pantyhose. Mm -hmm. There's talk about beer. There's talk about condoms. Did you bring condoms with you? Mm -hmm. You did? Yeah. Set them on the table. Finally, I tell him exactly who I am. What does that say about your intent? Well, I always have them with me, but... I understand what you're saying. I mean, who shows up at a home where a 13-year-old boy is alone with condoms? Who does that, and why do they do it? Can you tell me who you are? I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC, and we're doing a story on computer predators. And if there's anything else you'd like to say, we'd like to hear it. And the cameras come out. Now, remember, no police are waiting. No law enforcement on site. So Benoff gets up and walks away. If what you've heard shocks you so far, join us back in a moment. Now, Benoff, when he walked in, showed no sign of apprehension. Like the rabbi, he walked in like he owned the place. Not a care in the world. So you wonder... How many times has he done this before? He was very clear in the chat that 
he doesn't tell his wife about his activity. And he wants to be certain that the boy's father won't be around. And now he hustles out of the house, back to his car. And he's wondering every hour, every day, what's going to happen next. Well, when the Fairfax County Police found out about this, they notified the school system. And the school system immediately placed Benoff on paid leave pending an investigation. Then the FBI got involved because Benoff crossed state lines to commit this crime. And so the FBI began investigating the case. And ultimately, Benoff was arrested. He pleaded guilty to a felony, trying to get a minor to engage in prostitution. And he was sentenced by federal judge Leone Brinkema to five years in federal prison. That's right, five years. And he stayed in federal prison until he was released in 2010. Now, if the name Leone Brinkema sounds familiar, it's because that judge also sentenced an accused terrorist around the time of 9-11. And so that judge's name was in the news a fair amount. Stephen Benoff also had to register as a sex offender for life. And obviously he's no longer teaching, but we were able to come across his resume. And sure enough, besides working for the giant food company as a teenager, working as a teacher for the Prince George's County Public School System, as both an administrator of the summer school program, that's right, and a special education teacher, Benoff actually lists his jobs in federal prison in Butner, North Carolina. So from September of 2008 until March of 2010, while in prison, Benoff put his teaching skills to good use behind bars, teaching adult GED for reading and math. And at the same time, he also apparently held a job in the Butner, North Carolina Federal Prison as a maintenance orderly and laundry worker. That's right there on his resume. And apparently, Benhoff fancies himself as a bit of a singer. He has performed at the Lions Club. One particular performance took place in June of 2016. Blue skies smiling at me Blue skies, do I see? Blue skies smiling at me. Apparently, Stephen Benoff's life has been a little bit better since getting out of federal prison. Blue birds singing a song, nothing but blue birds all day long. 
saw the sun shining so bright. Never saw things looking so right. Never saw things looking so right. Well, I don't know about that, but we did a pretty thorough search. And as far as we can tell, unlike some of the other predators I've caught, Stephen Benoff has not reoffended since getting out of federal prison. We tried to reach out to Benoff, see if he'd like to sit down, have a seat with me, and take us through why he became one of the predators I've caught. We were unable to reach out to him besides the 2016 performance of Blue Skies. There isn't a big footprint for Stephen on social media. But Stephen, if you hear this, reach out. I'd like to talk to you. We don't do singing here, though. More of our story in a moment. As always, I like to hear from you. And this past week, we received a very compelling letter, an email. And I want to share it with you. The note comes from Ron. Hi, Chris. I've been contemplating reaching out to you for a long time because I feel I'm part of a demographic you don't hear from much except for in investigations. And it's difficult to face this part of myself, but I want it to connect. I'm a male in my mid-30s and I have an attraction to teenage girls, like mid to late teens. I've had this since my mid-20s or so. And I've been watching your content since I was a teenager. I just wanted to let you know that your work has helped me so much. It helped me to see that this attraction is deeply wrong and that I could face serious consequences if I were ever to act. So I never have and never would. I can't control this attraction, but I can control my action. The men on your show made conscious decisions to approach children and go to meet them. And if it wasn't for seeing this and making sure I keep watching and listening, I could have maybe been one of them. I don't want that. These guys are sick predators and I never want to be that. I hate this part of myself and I'm doing all I can to purge it. I make an intentional effort to never communicate with a child. I don't have to. And if I do have to, such as with my job, I keep the interaction short and professional. I am in a committed relationship with a woman my age and I am in therapy. The thoughts don't come up often, but I shut them down immediately when they do. I legitimately believe my life would have taken a very bad turn if it wasn't for you and your work. I believe you saved my life. And for that, I am so thankful. You may never hear from a lot of people like me unless you have a seat with them. But I believe there are many who have been helped by seeing your content. Thank you, Chris. Keep doing this good work. You help a lot of people. I have never received a letter quite like that. But I encourage you, if you're in that same situation, to feel free to reach out. And if you are looking for help, I promise you that I will do my very best to contact you, to connect you with someone who can help you. I think it's that important. And Ron, I thank you for reaching out. You can always find me on social media at Chris Hansen on Twitter, official Chris Hansen on 
Instagram, all over Facebook, Cameo, TikTok, have a seat with Chris Hansen. And of course, on my streaming crime network, True Blue, T-R-U-B-L-U, watch trueblue.com for details. Just last week, we completed another predator investigation. Four men showed up in just about five hours, including a 61-year-old doctor. Therefore, teenage girl. The video is shocking. The interview is shocking. We will have that episode coming up on True Blue on the Takedown with Chris Hansen show. And as always, you can find me here at chris at predatorpodcast.com. I'll be watching and listening.